1: James Van Praa, who is um, very well known to myself, and I'm sure to many of the um, listeners to the show, including those in the UK. So as an author, producer, personality, and just an amazing clairvoyant and spiritual medium, thank you, James, for joining me today on, on my show.
2: Thank you, Julie, very much for having me. I
1: appreciate it. And having, having looked online at several of your interviews, that's the one thing that people... Quite often, will comment on that they have a good, they have, just have genuinely good fun when, when they are with you and they interview you. Well,
2: that's also people, in my audience, who come to a show of mine and they have no idea what it's going to be like. And at the end, they say, "Well, I never thought you had such a sense of humour. You really are funny." Like, yeah, know? and it's
1: so important, isn't it? Because actually, we're you know all mediums are people, and if you if you can't express the the funny sides to life then it would be a pretty dismal show, wouldn't it? Yeah,
2: like really, life is too short, you've got to have
1: fun. Absolutely. So what? What coming on to um, just an understanding for, for our listeners um, about yourself, James, and how you sort of fell into um, spirituality and mediumship. Um, you, you know, you're, you're called a survival evidence medium. What does that mean to people who don't understand mediumship? What would that mean?
2: Sure, well, I, I was born with the ability to see spirits and, and to hear them speaking to me in, in my head, kind of my mind, so I'm, I must call them, and I feel their personalities, so I'm called clairsentient, so I can sense their personalities, I hear their thoughts, so that's called clairaudience, and also they'll show me themselves, and that's plants. And, and I see subjectively in the, in within, and uh, the, I've always done that as I was always supported by my mother, and she always said, oh, uh, that's okay, you know, you can't tell everybody you can do this sort of thing, because not everybody can do this. But um got mm. that, that approval, and uh, it was natural to me. And it, but I didn't see it all the time, probably uh, six, seven or eight years of age. And then it kind of stopped until my eight years. And then it stopped until my, my 20s, when I started opening up meditation, and, and then being at the seeds.
1: And that's really important you've, you've pointed out the meditation, because... Um, it's one of the areas that, that many people who uh, understand that they have that ability will, will try and bypass. And actually, it's the one thing, isn't it, that brings us closer to spirit and allows us that space and allows us
2: to bring that space that's around us exactly. and c- kind of connect greater. Exactly, Julie, exactly right. There's got to be a, a sense of um, our soul has to connect with their soul. And we really have to have a, a relationship with our own soul and the best way to do that is to really sit in the quiet, to start listening to your inner voice. Uh, and that the, the best way to do that is really to sit in the quiet. I know past mediums, and centuries past, and well-known mediums, used to sit in the dark for a long, long time, for many, many years, and really just beca- let the spirit world work with the sensitivity, if you will, of their, um, uh, of their energetic bo- bo- uh, body, and also... Work with their own normal human—I should say—sensitivity, and I was the same way. I sat for seven years every Tuesday night for at least two hours uh, with a British medium, and really to open up my sensitivity, if you will, and that really helped a lot. And nowadays, you live in a society where um, mediums don't feel a need to really sit and develop like that, and I think that's a big error because I think the best way you can develop as a medium, to me, is to have a relationship with your soul first and foremost.
1: And you, you describe, um, in one of your videos, I had a look at some of the um, apps, excellent videos that you've put online in terms of um, trying to help people with support and develop their mediumship, that for somebody to sit quietly and imagine that space above you? Yes. Because that's inherently where, where spirits kind of, are, I suppose, frequent or, or reside. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, James?
2: For sure. So I, I believe, in, and of course I get my information based upon... The, that, the downloads if we we're going to call it that from the spirit world and, and I believe that the soul is the mind and the mind is the soul. and I think physical death, the brain dies of the physical body, but the mind continues on. and I believe that this body, this physical body that we have right now is just about 20% of the soul. We're 80% of our soul is outside the body. and, and I believe that the, the spirit world are all around us uh, and vibrating if you will, a different frequency of energy but they're always around us. Um, it's not like this linear physical world where they, they go somewhere and they don't come back. They're connected to us in some way, whether it's through bonds of love or, uh, or a, a certain commonality we share, but they are always with us. They're with us quite often. So the space around us, if we start paying attention and place our, our mind to that space around us, that's when we can open up the door to the spirit world and really start beginning to hear them and, and become one with them. So, again, done through meditation, uh, mind journey, um, focus work, just to open up to that space above us and around us is where they are, and that's how I teach people.
1: And so, on one of your videos, you talk about every time we do mediumship, as though you opt in and out of it. So, is, it, is mediumship for you something that you're able to switch on and then you do, or is it something that is always with you and... It can be you know, if if absolutely if they
2: absolutely need to get a message through, they will just come through. Yes, yeah, so, so the way I developed as a medium, and I think that the, the right way to develop correctly as a medium is to learn how to open up the if you will the energetic centers, the chakras of the body. And uh, it's almost as if a radio turning on the radio and tuning in to the station. So I will before I work, I will open up and I will open up the centers, each center. I'll use the rainbow colors, and I'll just. Open up each energetic center, and then I'll put myself through like uh, again a mindset where I'll ask a prayer, I'll send an intention to my guides that I am ready to work now. I'm beginning. I'm receptive. Please begin. Um, not to say that when you're when you're walking down the street, sometimes the spirit comes to you. Yes, that does happen. But your focus isn't there. The focus is not as clear. So um, I often say to mediums that are just beginning: you can't always be on constantly because. It's your adrenal system will burn out. It's very much like a, um, a ceiling fan being turned on and leaving it on all the time. That motor keeps on like, going on and on and on. Eventually, you have to, will burn out if you leave it on. So the, the the really the adrenal system, the endocrine system of the medium needs to be, if you will, respected, and only used when you're going to be doing the work. Now, it's very very different than a psychic. We're a psychic. We're all psychic. Every one of us has. Uh, psychic energy, which is intuition, which is the soul's voice. So you can feel energy, sense energy all the time. That's very different than mediumship, which is communication with the higher forces. So um, everybody is intuitive, and usually we're pretty open psychically most of the time.
1: Um, and that's what they're saying. Obviously, is that um, we're, you know all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums.
2: Correct. Correct. I wish and people have, certainly. Uh,
1: Information that comes to me is much more about validating the existence of um, an afterlife um, rather than, um, and that kind of communication with spirit that can be ongoing, rather than um, any sort of psychic. I mean, whilst that can become part of your reading, um, where somebody might give you an indication of uh, a crossroad or a bigger decision that's got to be made and and have some influence over that, but definitely the majority of things that come through to me is about that validation.
2: And and it's very good to, uh, uh, you know, we talked before about opening ourselves up to that, that space above our head and above us, which is a spirit world, and as a medium, as a developing medium, really what you want to do is to learn how to blend, blend the spirit people coming into your own space and letting them really take hold of you and you becoming them, two becoming one. Where through the evidence, you can tell I have a lady here, she has brown hair, she has brown eyes, she died around 73, 74, she talks about... Um, a heart attack, or whatever it might be, you become one with them. So, um, that helps with your uh, blending with, uh, and survival evidence. That's really the best that's why I, why I think using that space to also bring that in blending is important.
1: See, for you, you, you you are very free and very humble and you're very um, giving of support to people. You, whilst you've got your own school of mystical arts, yeah. you've and people can pay and, 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 and be supported by you, mentored by you. Yes. You also give many, many free demonstrations of how to develop on yes. your YouTube channel, etc., which most people wouldn't do. So how do you um, how do they differ from your, your School and Mystical Arts, those yeah,
2: videos yeah, on YouTube? All I would say, then, is why, why wouldn't they give it away? Because it's certainly not their information. It's the skirt world. It's, and it's, it's there to share because... I was given this information when I was first starting, and I think it's ours to share. That's really what I always believe, uh, Julie, that um, and this is really interesting. This just came to very recently. Spirit gave, gave this to me in my head, but they said, you know, you human beings have what's called um, time, and you borrow time. And just like you might borrow, a, 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 I don't know, some item from your neighbor, let's say a, a cup or some dinnerware from your neighbor or, or a friend, whatever you borrow, You want to make sure that you return that item even better than you got it, right? Mm. Uh, The same thing with time. I think we have to return time when we leave this world in a better way. Same with the earth. So we borrow our time on the earth. We need to leave the earth a better world than we found it. And if sharing this information does that, which I think it does, then we need to do that. I personally um, go into, with my JVP School of Mystical Arts, really the, the nitty, called the nitty gritty of uh, the ways, the methods that I've learned on um, how to develop as a medium. And, and uh, that, that's what I'm sharing with people, how I learned it would help them. Um, so I I just give out what I've, I've learned. That's what I, I don't keep anything hidden. It shouldn't be that way. To me, it's just borrowed. So um, one of
1: the most popular questions that mediums get asked, and I'm sure... You must hire on no, Excuse
2: me, Julie, one second. I have a message. Can I give you a message? Yes, yes. I want to say happy birthday to your mother, Lynn. Happy birthday, Lynn. <laughs> <my> <laughs> Thank
1: you very much.
2: <laughs> I know she's listening. I want to wish her a very happy birthday.
1: <laughs> she, yeah, she's definitely listening, and that would have made her day. That's <laughs> uh, Believe me, she's a, a, a very... Um, my mum is very, very much interested in spirituality. She's never kind of um, developed or delved into that herself. Um, yeah. I think she thought it was quite a, a natural thing for, for me to do. She yeah. was a, a, in, in the days of Doris Stokes. Yeah. My mum was a very, very keen um, reader of her books and she was lucky enough to get tickets. I was about 12 years old and she was lucky enough to go, um, get tickets to go see one of Doris's stage events. And um, uh, right uh, at that last minute moment, she wasn't able to go, and I went actually at the age of twelve. Um, and you, you, you know, for me at the age of twelve to watch this lady come out on stage and give all these messages, I really didn't have much understanding of what was going on. Um, and funnily enough, and, and weirdly and bizarrely, um, I was kind of the, the more spiritually sensitive one in the family.
2: It, went, it was meant to be that way, and it's very. Absolutely. Me- Dorset, because I, I will watch YouTube's of the many times before I go on the stage to get inspiration.
1: <laughs> she was um she was a very humble lady.
2: Yes, a Capricorn lady, very humble.
1: One of the things that um you know I was, I was just coming on to before we mentioned my mum's birthday, and we won't mention her age. But one of the things that we were um I was thinking about was that as a medium, we quite often um have the same question asked of us. And you hear many mediums give very different answers, and that is what happens when we pass over, what happens when we die. So why do so many mediums report it so differently? I,
2: I, I don't know. I don't know what their background is. I don't know, you know, I don't know what their experiences are. I just know what mine are, really. That's what I can base it on. Um, and I know that, for me, my experience of it is that um, there is no death. So uh, it's very much to leave the body painless. There is no pain in death. Um, it's a change in consciousness, if you will. Um, I think our spirit leaves the body every night we go to sleep in our dream state. Um, I know that when we're met there, we don't die alone, but but there's really, if you will, a reunion of loved ones who come to get us. They come to really help us over, greet us. Um, My friend Olivia recently just passed away. She's at 82, and she couldn't wait. She had all these people there that were uh, important in her life, and those that were not really significant in her life, but she knew them, they also came to meet her. So, I think that that's our homecoming, if you will. I think that when you all first pass over also, there is what's called a life review. And I think you look back at your life and you see all the lessons that you've passed and those you didn't pass, how much love you left on the earth and that you didn't live, the opportunities that you had that you didn't fulfill, if you will. So I think a little bit of that as well. Um, And I think that every single person goes to their memorial service or, um, or, or service if they have one, uh, but they'll be around their loved ones for sure and letting them know or trying to let them know that they're alive. That's quite common.
1: And that's, um, I mean, when I heard you talk about that, about people attending their own funerals or their wakes, that was, you know, it's, it's very comforting, isn't it, to, to believe that. And, wow. and quite often, using social media, etc., you will see those images of white feathers, robins, um, et cetera, floating around saying, well, you know, if you see this and a loved one is, is close, um, and I don't believe in, I don't believe in those so much. I, I mean, I do, I do understand that, that um, obviously, clearly, I recognize that spirit will try and make contact with loved ones as and when they're able to and when it's important to. Um, uh, but I think it's quite, it can be quite damaging for people's belief systems when you see social media portray it in such a flippant way.
2: Oh, I agree with you. I, I agree. I, I agree with you. And, and, you know, because you know me now a little bit, I'm very down to earth. When my father did first pass, we had a wait for him. And I was speaking with my old principal, a nun, who I had after school, which is, at first of all, she was still alive. She had the over 100. And, and my brother and I were speaking to her. And my father came next to me. My, my father came right to me. And he said, thanks for putting my teeth in. I look pretty good. Now, that's pretty weird. Because they just commented on his teeth and put in his mouth. And he's lying there in the coffin. It was strange. But it, it was funny because that they are there to see things. I agree with you. When you say social media, can be about certain things. Mm-hmm. And people often ask me, are oh, the, oh, the, you know, the birds, the robins, or the butterflies, the dragons, are those my, is that my dead mother? Is that her? Is that her? And my response to that is yes and no. And they say, what do you mean? It's, well, to me, what it could probably be, more likely, is that the spirit of the mother is standing right next to the loved one and projecting a thought of herself into the mind of the loved one. And at the exact same time, the loved one sees the butterfly and therefore associates mother with butterfly. And I think that's more what happens.
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, it's, a, it's a shame sometimes when you see those images on social media and they just get passed around and around and around saying, oh, well, you know, this person, you know, because we've seen a feather, this is what it means. And actually it's very individual for each person. Um, and like you said, that's, that's a much more sensible and realistic way of thinking about it rather than there's a feather on the floor, that means somebody stood there or they're trying to give that message.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's also how do we know until we pass over? Because I think there's so much more in that world, and they can, they can affect things, do things in ways that we really have no idea of in this three-dimensional world. So, you know, who knows? I I I agree with you. They, they got people are very careful and responsible for what they say in social media, of course. That's one thing I found out with mediums and this work that boy. Responsibility fact is a big one, and a lot of people don't seem to get that when they're working in this field, that they don't, they don't get the sense of responsibility. And to me, it's like working as a, a you know, as a medical doctor or a lawyer, or, you have know, someone's life in your hands, and work as a medium is to really enable people, not disable people. It's really, really important.
1: I was speaking to somebody only recently about um, paranormal investigations, actually, and how we, as mediums, present in, in those uh, situations. And for me, I'm always saying, you have to evidence everything. Yeah. And if there's no, I could say anything you want me to say.
2: Exactly. But
1: unless it's evidence, you won't believe it anyway. That's exactly so, right. And so when somebody, you know, again, I'm sure you find the same thing. people send you picture after picture of um, rooms with orbs, um, and they're meaningless. Not, to, And I don't mean that in a horrible or different way. But actually, in the context of how they were taken, where they were taken, what they meant to that person, what was happening at the time, is very much, for me, I would, I would need to have a very balanced view over it. Yes. Whereas some mediums would say, absolutely, orbs exist, that's clearly what's happening there, because they're reacting to the belief system of the individual presenting the picture.
2: Yes. When I say to people to send me orb pictures, I say, well, what did you ask the orb when you saw that, Or you had the first reaction? Did you send that a thought, and what was the thought that you received? Um, have, a, have a little more discovery in it not just accept it for what right there it's something, some phenomena but I don't know necessarily if that's a loved one so I, I'd like more investigation to be done
1: exactly, yeah and, and I think that's really it's very important that we, we remain um, evidence based because that's how we, we A, I think improve the communication that we have is how we then evidence that, that um, life goes on and that people can communicate. And as, you know, you, you said yourself, there's that. The detail is what's important. If people go on stage or they go into one-to-one readings and they're offering blasé, vague comments, it's meaningless.
2: Yeah, how okay. it
1: has to be very, very particular. It, it, as, so we we say, it,
2: as we say in the U.S., and forgive my, get my English here in the U.S., it, it pisses me off, I'm sorry. It makes me very angry that I see that. I see that a lot. And then these media should say they're mediums, but they're really just psychic. They're not doing do mediums, do they're doing psychic work. You know, I have a lady that she loves you very much. I'll with that. Like what does that mean? I mean, it really gets it, you know, because you really have to work hard to be uh, do the work and, and it's gotta be evidence based. Yes, uh, a medium will every once in a while fall down into the psychic, but there's gotta be some evidence coming out of that immediately. I, I'm I'm very, very skeptical. People find it very funny that I'm skeptical. And if say, well, I'm skeptical. I said, How could you be a skeptic? I've all years of doing this work. I said, I'm very skeptical of others who try to do the work because they have to prove it to me. I went to a place called Lilydale, um, which is Lilydale spiritual Camp in New York, very famous place, and I went there with the head of Lilydale went to watch mediums up in the, called the Stump, it's an outside area, and they had guest mediums go on, and they were all reading psychically, and I said, this isn't good, and she goes, well, isn't it terrible? I said, the quality is very, very bad. I said, you can't have them call themselves mediums. If they're just doing psychic work, this isn't. This is what mediums should. It's really irresponsible, and it's a. Uh, yeah, I think it's just it's, it's wrong to do something like that. That's and that's always been my thing, and doing this work, um, where like I'm against those people who say they are mediums. And they're just reading psychically, but mm, I find that not like that. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I, I
1: totally agree with you, and I think it's as a medium, those it's those, it's that sort of almost perfect information that you see makes such a huge difference to somebody that absolutely keeps you focused and keeps you wanting and committed to doing the job that you're doing in the right way. Um, and I, I remember saying to you before that I remember being on stage and somebody um, was in the audience and said, I didn't know this person. And I was talking about her late husband. And then as I was just about to go, I had to give her the, the, the word. The word was Viola, and I wasn't sure what the word meant. And um, I said, I just need to tell you this word. It's a very important word to you. And she said, it is. And she burst into tears. And she said, it's it's the word that myself and my husband agree that whoever would go first, we would give permission to the other person to have a new relationship and to move on. She said, and the word was Viola. Wow. She said, and I've met somebody, and you've just given me the word. Now, it's information like that that that, that leaves you feeling so... um, humbled to the power that spirit has in being able to communicate that clearly. And for that person, her whole life had changed in that moment.
2: And that's what it's about, isn't it? That's exactly what it's about, right there.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I'm, And I think I also remember saying to you that I went for um, an interview for Psychic TV some years ago. And um, I thought, well, I'll go and see what this is like. And you have to go through a series of tests. So I did all of that. And you, but when I, I went through to the interview in the studio, it was the same studios as Babe Station. And I don't know if you've seen Babe Station, but Babe Station is almost like a soft porn site oh, on the television where oh. women gyrate with a phone in their hand. Oh, They're my <laughs> And i remember going in thinking, well, I'm, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, no, Julie, come on in. And okay. So I went into this interview for... Psychic TV in a place where women were going up and down on poles. Oh,
3: my God.
1: And, um, and uh, they offered me, offered me some work on, on um, their channel. However, you weren't allowed to use the word medium. You weren't allowed to use, you were only allowed to use the word psychic. You weren't allowed to use the word medium, and you weren't allowed to say who it was that had come through. Uh, point? So at that point, it was a no-go for me, because that's not what mediumship's about. Um, um, so I, I
2: didn't do it because I just didn't think it was it didn't live up to the values that I think we should be holding. Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. Yeah, people's idea of yeah. the edge of the psychic work is very different. It really is what it really is. I think so that's why we are educating people because we have to enlighten them and educate them to the right, what the right definitions of these words are, and then, and educate those practitioners who don't know what that excuse my French, what the hell they're doing because yeah. they're. It's misinformation that they're giving out, and
1: that's wrong. Hurt people. So, I people. Mean, on that note, though, James, and knowing that you have got a good, good sense of humor, when we start out in, in this world, and um, and I mean in, in terms of mediumship, um, we have to learn to hold our tongue and to understand that sometimes less is more.
2: Yes, this is true.
1: So can you think of a time that is funny, that will make our listeners giggle? Yes. Where
2: your tongue has run away with you, and then you suddenly realize the mistake you've made. Oh, yes. Many, many a time. Um, I, I, for people that know astrology, my moon is in Sagittarius, and Sagittarius is uh, adventuresome, independent, go-getting, and, and my moon is there with the emotions. So I, I like to have fun with my um, students as well as with the guests I have in my, my presentations, but I was working with one of my students, and I knew I should have a very good sense of humor, and this would not have worked she never good sense, you and it just came out of my mouth, and I'm like, "Oh no!" Try to get that back. And I was, I was saying to this uh, another student who was doing a reading for, for the students uh, that was I was working with. It was this uh, platform exercise, and um, uh, I said to the, I said to the person receiving the message, I said, "Don't feed, don't feed the medium. Look at her; she's eaten enough." And then I realized, oh, geez, I should not have said that. Because she was a little overweight, the girl. I said, oh, I didn't mean you know, I was just joking. And I didn't even really look to her until I said that Looked and she was a little overweight. I thought, oh, no, I just, I just, because the <laughs> saying that I had was don't over, don't eat, don't feed the medium. Because you don't want to convey, you know, you don't want to throw that. Yeah. That's sort much of information. And then I realized afterwards I said, and I, I said to my, my person there, I said, I, I apologize. to offend friend you. I did not mean to offend you whatsoever. And if, oh, no, I didn't. she didn't get what I was talking about. So I said. So when I did, I offered another a class um, I was doing across the country much later on because I felt guilty. I should not have said that because other people in the class as well. But they got mad. I apologize to anybody offended. But some of those moments, just like, oops, didn't mean it, and it comes
1: out. So a lot of people, and I know you've been asked this a million times, and again, forgive me if it's something That's that drives you mad. <laughs> but when people first pass over, some people make a connection very quickly. Other people struggle to make those connections, and it depends largely on... I mean, I, I, I have never connected directly to, for example, my um, nan or my granddad. There's been bits from an aunt, but that, it's very difficult for me to make a connection to um, somebody in my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you experience that and in terms of yes. people who... request, I always reluctant like to give a reading to somebody where somebody's only just passed, because I think that
2: there's, there's a process to go through first in terms of grief. And That's right. That's very, they're very, very, very wise of you. I, I, I think that people have to realize that just because someone has left a physical they're in the spirit form doesn't necessarily mean they know how to communicate. They might not know the process of communication. Even I've found spirits over, over a year, two years, they still don't sometimes know the exact process of how to concentrate a thought and, and really transmit a feeling a thought created, you have this memory and, and transmit the memory. It takes a lot to do that, from my understanding. And just because someone passed over doesn't mean they know immediately how to do that. So that is a, a process. Just like in the earth world, there are good um, recipients and there are bad recipients. There are good communicators, there are bad communicators. Same thing in the spirit world. I, I find that for me, personally, when there's a very strong emotional link um, that I'm able to bring them through much easier with the emotion uh, whether it's unfinished business, whether it's
3: um, something that needs to be said. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh
2: For me personally, and i and found many of my friends or mediums also have the situation that it's not easy for them to bring through family members of, of their own. It's not it's not easy to bring their own personal moms and dads and so forth because there's also a part of them which gets in the way. And, and we can't really be, um, I want to say, completely objective if, we, if we're if able to bring to our mother it could be thought, you know, wishful thinking, but I'd like her to say this or that. So it's hard for us us mediums who have a conscience here, who, to do that, it's hard because there's an emotional connection to it, so. But I have done this, this is really interesting, Julie, you'll find this fascinating. I, I was recently doing a class in Holland, and I've never done this exercise before, and this group people said, try this, so we had people sit in a group, my, my class sat in a group, but 18 to 20 people, and I gave them a name, that's all I gave was a name, and if, when they were in the power, they would stand up, be in the power, and give information about this person's name about the person the name. And it was my father. I didn't tell them that. And it was really interesting how once they were in the power, and I teach them, of course, as they stand up, when they're in the power and when they're not in the power. When they get the yes, they're in the power, they can feel what that's like. When it's no, then they're in the power, they gotta sit back down. It worked really, really well, and they got very strong details about the work, about where he lived, about his age when he died, how he died. So that was great. So that came from somebody else, you see. And uh, that was an interesting uh, example. Um, also, was a great exercise for people, but, um, so those are ways I got in contact with family members, just through, through exercises.
1: And, and you, you described your, your dad saying that, that uh, when he did come through to you after his passing, he described the earth as quicksand, and you just kind of get bogged down in it, and then suddenly you're released from it?
2: Yes, well, my, my father first passed over, it was in hospital when he passed, he had, uh, pneumonia, and he was two weeks ago, he a trauma, but I saw, his, I saw him above his head. I was able to see his soul there, right there. And he was communicating with me. And I said, it's okay to go. And the family members came in. We said, it's all right to go. And he finally eventually decided to leave. And then once he knew his house was going to be okay, we assured him. Yeah. He left. And the first words out of his mouth, on the spirit side of life, he said, I've seen your mother. And this is probably five minutes after he left. Five to ten minutes. I've seen your mother. I'm 27 years old. I'm wearing a tan suit. He said, what you do is real. You're real. You got it right, James. This is real. I'm shouldn't believe in my picture. Definitely. He was alive. He used to see me on television. And didn't necessarily believe I was communicating with spirit. He didn't believe it. So now hearing this coming back, first thing he said was, You got it right. I believe I'm alive now. <laughs> so. Wow.
1: Praise indeed. Yeah. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. You, you I, I listened to one of your interviews with Bob Olson.
2: Um, uh, a
1: few years ago now. Um, yeah. Great interviewer, isn't he? He is. And you were talking about some of the key things that people want to say after they pass to their loved ones, and they, they want to give those messages, and one of them was, you know, look, I'm not dead, I'm okay, things are, things are great, um, and then helping people to move on, and how do you think Spirit best helps people to move on?
2: Well, it, it, you know, Julie, it, it's hard, of course, in each situation, because it's so individualistic, but if we want to put it more a more group sense, I, I would say this, and you know, as mediums, we learn also as we're doing the work. We're constantly learning. One of the things I learned recently, well, not a couple of weeks, well, sorry, a couple of years ago, I would say, and it really was a hard one to give out to a parent. Um, there was a, a son that came through to a um, parent's, and he died and uh, brought the evidence and talked about the altar that they had, the photographs and his jacket, his shirt, and blah, 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 blah. And he said something which was really interesting. Because... Throughout the evening, I talked about how thoughts are things, and they can see our thoughts because thoughts are generated in a higher vibration. They see our thought, they see the color of the thought, the texture of the thought. Thoughts are things. So when you think of your loved ones, they see that. And he said to his parents, Mom and Dad, I died once. Don't make me die every day with your thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that was really hard to say, but I had to say that for the, for the for this boy. out of respect to him. And it makes a lot of sense to everyone that hears it because we have to realize that they they hear our thoughts, they know our thoughts, and they're alive. They're not a thing with their imagination. They're very, very much alive. And it's kind of a little disrespectful to think that they're dead. At least that's from what they say. Of course, being in the human world, it's hard for us. In the physical world is, we, we want to see it. We want to see the physical eyes, but we can't. It's really a test of faith. But the most important messages have been ones that I'm not dead. I hear your thoughts. I hear your prayers. I don't want you to hold back your own progression of life. I'm here to help you. Sometimes they talk about, I have to leave to help you with your soul's journey. the rest of your. I'm destined to now be on this side of life to help you to progress on your journey on the earth. That's why I had to leave. So it's all these different messages about Life is not over. Life has just begun. This is only a temporary time that we're not going to see each other. But I still influence you every day. I'm around you every day. You don't need to put a picture of me out. You don't need to say, I hear you. I'm there. You don't need to go to the, um, the graveyard or stare at some ashes. That's not who I am. Um, so it, it's all about moving on. It's all about them helping us with our, our life. Sometimes I've had Julie, which is really interesting, spirits come through and have said... I died in a past, I and mean, you died in a past life first, and I had to wait around, and now, it would change, now it's turned around. You have to learn what it's like to stay around, and I had to go on. That's happened before also, which I thought was very startling and really interesting, That um, and past life regressions that has come through, and the spirit message that's come through before too, which I thought, that's fascinating, especially if someone doesn't believe in reincarnation. So, you never know. Absolutely. So,
1: I mean, one of the criticisms, I suppose, of mediumship is that people naturally go when they're grieving and when they want to hear something. And I know that you've touched on it um, pr- previously where you've talked about how it's very hard for spirit to come through when somebody is so wanting of a message because it can potentially it can block that message from coming through. Yes. And that's how um, sometimes other family members might get the message when it's been another person that's really wanted it. Yes. And I think yes. when... Right. Because that is, um, you know, we're working with people who are um, needing direction or they're needing reassurance or they're needing permission to move on. Um, how, can, how can people tell whether the person they're going to is the right person?
2: Well, uh, just a couple things. I can just go back to what you said because you said some really important things there. N- number one, when you go see somebody, or, or, like you said, if you go to see a medium or, or, uh, for, for a reading, a session, you, you try to be as open-minded as you can, in that the more you, and a lot of people think this, that the more they think of their loved one, come on, come to them, come to them, come to them, come to them, they're actually blocking the space, they're blocking that space for the spirit to come through. It's very much like a garden hose, when you're, when you're watering the garden, if you have a crank in that hose, the water can't flow. It's the same thing with the space that's around the medium, the more you try to force that energy, it'll block and make it harder for them to come through. So they will tend then to go to somebody they can get through, whether it's with a family member or a friend. And when we least think of them, they'll come through, like we're driving a car with a thought of them, or in the shower, we have a thought of them. They can get through that way. So the best way is to be open-minded. How can you help them by giving them directions before they go see a media? They have some kind of directions in that. Um, maybe you can put a picture out of a loved one a week before, send out a thought, write a letter to them, say, I'm going to be in a media at this particular time. Please try and be there. You've done it, you've sent out a photo, get the message. You know the more you do it, doesn't mean the more they're gonna get it. They got the message on Let them work on the rest of the uh, of the experience. And and that's it. And go to somebody for a reading, and then go see a medium, somebody who's referred to you. On my website I have a resource page, and it's only those mediums that I've tested myself. And I take them on all constantly. they are constantly tested because some have not developed further and they should and they haven't, so I take them off. So it, it, it's you really should be referred to somebody. I also said um, Bob Olson asked the exact same question. I also think price-wise, monetarily, I think it's an average price. If it's if that's what you're being paid, that's fine. If it's extravagant, I would say no. Um, you know, it's an exchange of energy. So if you feel that it's right exchange of energy, that's fine. And um, thirdly, I'd say pay attention to what comes through. Are there at least five pieces of evidential, detailed information that no one would know about? And I'm talking about what name, whether it's a birthmark, whether it's a t-shirt you have with a name on it, something specific or a certain saying, or they really should be specific. It shouldn't be just that you sign with him he says, I love you. And there needs to be some evidence. At least I say I five just a piece of evidence. And if not, oh yes, I would ask my money back. I'd end it. I'd say, this is not happening. It's your imagination. I'm very, like I said, very skeptical. So you, get, you have to kind of go with the, an open-minded skepticism, I think, is the best way.
1: And just to let everybody know, you're quite, you're very particular with those people on your website. Very um, You have a series of tests before people make it to that, um, that list of authenticity. Yeah I,
2: I yeah, I just got a letter from someone from the public who mentioned that reading with someone on my site, and they were very, very disappointed, and they said it was very general and blah, blah, blah. So I pulled them off my site, and now I have to go test them again. So I do pay attention to everybody. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you're you're an incredibly busy man, James. And um, yeah. I think mean, I before we went um, on air this evening, um, just letting everybody know, I could obviously see James on our Skype link because I'm in the UK and he's clearly not. And uh, the man looks great, yeah. and he has been on a European tour and it's yeah. a whistle stop tour. He's you know literally one night here, one night there, living life on a plane. Um, and it looks like he's, just, he's been on a Caribbean
2: holiday and he's just kind of just woken up. And then I had to come, back, that? And I had to come back to the election. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I, I literally was flying back to the United States and the election was happening. Um, I, I, I just, you know, it's really funny, Julie. Um, I just came out with a new book called The Power of Love, which just, just came out last week, so I'm happy with that. I'm working on that. Um, how do I do it? I, I really keep my enthusiasm up and my joyfulness up. And I, I've worked on it in that, um, God, it sounds strange, but I see the bigger picture. I, I wake up every day with gratitude. I do. I think that every day is an opportunity. I think that every day is to change another person's life, um, how you interact. And I really, I love to laugh at myself. I am, my, I, am, I am so corny, and I have a crazy sense of humor. As you know, a little bit of it now. I'm a little, you know, psycho. And yeah, you yeah. have I love it, your so. You have to be able to laugh at yourself and have fun. And I'm so goofy and corny and funny that I'm my best, you know, I'm my best uh my best fan, I think, of that. You have to laugh and have a big time. You can't take it all so seriously, you know. I can't take it all so seriously. And I love what I do. You have to love what you have to be passionate about what you do. And after 35 years of doing this work, and uh, I'm I'm very happy with how the state of things have, have been. Um, you know, in the world and things have changed a lot and as far as mediumship and spiritualism and much more accepting than it ever used to be. And, um, so I think I've done my part, and I'm very happy about that, and I continue to do some more, and, uh, yeah, it's good. I think that's how. And I take my vitamins, I take my vitamins. And I, I drink, I drink <laughs> wine, I like the wine, I drink, drink martinis, and, uh... Right.
1: Martini, wine, vitamins, and joy.
2: And laugh a lot, you have to laugh a lot. And
1: yeah.
2: laugh a lot. I, I had a man recently, I did an event at my last event of the year in Phoenix, Arizona, and there was a man that came the stage, it was a very the weekend, he said, I just want to say that when I saw you 15 years ago, um, you were so lovely, and all you wanted to do was have a mar- dirty martini, and he said, I want to you know, after 15 years, I was you a dirty martini, and he brings it on to the stage, and <laughs> And it was fabulous, it was his last event of the year, and I said, well, thank you, that's very, very sweet. And that's how he ended the year of my events. So that was very kind, it was fun. And
1: that's how you know you're up there and you've made it, James. Yeah, When somebody brings you drinks onto the stage. Yeah, really? That really was amazing. I really appreciated that. That was really something
2: that did do that and had the thought to do that to someone. I, I yes, and and rem- remembered
1: that and held that and yeah. said that was important to him for that amount I, of time.
2: I appreciated it. Yeah, it's amazing. But in Ghost Wars for that series, we did that and it was very successful. And I was very, very upset at the beginning when they make them creepy and fearful and all that. And I went to the head of the network and, uh uh there and I said, you know, I have a hard time with this, because people are going to be frightened, spirituality's work should be frightening. I said, I'm not going to do the show. I pulled myself in the show. I said, I will only stay in the show, because stay associated with it. And I said, I'll only stay in the show if you, at the end of every episode, you leave it where there's a healing that takes place, whether the, whether she brings them to the spirit world, whether, or love is the answer, whatever it might be, there's a healing. And that's why I want to leave the energy with the audience. I, I said it in terms of people, Hollywood people understood and she was okay. We will do that. So at the end of every single episode of The Ghost Whisperer, there's a healing that takes place, and she brings that light. Or and, and that's my that's my thumbprint on it. That's my fingerprint on that show. Um, but that's I had to fight a lot just to get that point. I fight a lot. I remember once they said to me, "Listen, we want you to go change her costume." I said, "Change your costume? We need to show more cleavage." I said, "You need to show more cleavage." And Jennifer Love you it. They said, "Yes." We want to get the men who buy the cars to watch the show, and listen. And this is my world. I don't know their their world in Hollywood. So it worked. For the customer they lowered it a little bit. Tell you, Julia, I was shocked, but it worked. It worked. I gotta say, it worked. They got a lot more male demographics, and it was like shocking. And they got the demographics just by doing that. So I mean, they know their work, but you know, it's a fine line between. You know, having responsibility and complete recklessness. It's, it's a fine line you've got to always be aware of. And even the, nowadays in reality shows, like, I know over there, you have Teresa Pudo, Long Island Medium, I think, is now in, in the UK. And, yeah. uh, that, and, that, and, and she's a good, good, nice lady. I met her once. I, I don't know if she's up totally on all the time. I mean, they don't show that as a producer. You know, I don't know if I should say in the audience, you know, listen, she walked into a, a nail salon and obviously people don't have microphones on them all the time. So when you portray a circus being right there and she just does it and people have a microphone on, you gotta ask yourself, Well, they can have microphones on but it was real. So portrayed that it's real, she goes in beforehand, she makes her contact, she will make the contact, but then they go back and mic out the person who's receiving it. So it's just how they portray it. And it just, to me, it's a little, uh, you know, portrayed not in the best way. But, but the spirit, when I asked them about that, they said, James, think of the bigger picture. The bigger picture is people watching these shows and questioning life after death, that there's life after death. So I said, yes, that, that is true, too. They're, the bigger picture is they are questioning life after death. For 30 years ago, they didn't have shows like that. We have um, quite a few shows here,
1: and one in particular where um, they've had a range of different mediums. Um, enter on different investigations and um, I think they're quite short-lived mediums one of our mediums lasted quite a few series but apart from that it's quite short-lived and one of the um, the guys actually stepped off the show and put a, um, uh, a public notice out on social media to say what is being asked of is not real and yeah. I can't do that because I have to respect spirit And 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 he was well, very clear, clearly, he was very quickly axed, and everything has come off social media for risk of, sort of litigation, goes Um, But I, you know, I, I,
2: out I, and I, I respect not, that completely. Yeah, I've left shows, I've left shows, had a couple of shows where I refused to do it because they, they put one, in I call it, in a can, they were taped it, and I found out that they were they knew things before, and I said, listen, I can't, th- I'm not going to be associated with anything like that. This work is too sacred that so you can't do yeah, it, it it's important. It's important um again, it's a fine line. You have to be very, very respectful and it's sacred to me, it's very, very sacred work. And you don't want to make it it's entertainment but yet it's sacred. So it's okay, like, yeah, a fine line, you know, between the two. But if you're gonna teach people and I think me I think television uh can be the greatest medium there is because you can reach millions of people and help the educate. If it's done the right with the right hand, it's helped by the people who have the, the education about the work and they're willing to do it. And it's changing, I think it's changing. You know, more people like you and myself to get out there and get them the right space, I think it certainly helps. But the hour has gone. Oh, and has it already? Boy, we have this yeah. yeah. I could just carry on. I could just <laughs> with me, James, and just sit
1: down.
2: Uh, it's like like minds, you know. How often do you get to someone who has a like mind and you like, they just converse and it's, it's yeah, and fine flies. When,
1: when you first began... Um, Your mediumship. I know you've heard from many quite prolific people in terms of coming through from spirit, and quite often those moments when they're publicised become um, they're open to to a lot of criticism. And when we saw Derek Akora here with Michael Jackson, and and he was completely, um, you know, vilified here really. And um, and I think we, we. there seems to be a higher amount of criticism given when
2: that person has been so much in the public eye. Yeah. Have you experienced that, or how have you managed that? It's funny enough, very, very, very funny, Julia. It's really funny that a lot of the the celebrities that I've through have not been done in the public. I mean, one was Keith Ledger came to me. Ledger came came to me after he passed away. I didn't make a public, but someone found out about it. And it was actually when I was shaving and he came through to me and said, I screwed up, I screwed up. And he said, can you get my I think it was his girlfriend, in Brooklyn. And I said, I don't, you know, I don't know anything. I, I think I called them, some of publicist or somebody about it, but it wasn't made public. And someone else found out about it and made it public. That came through to me. Um, Lucille Ball came through to me once and she said, um, um, you know, I was, cause I, I was always a fan of Lucille Ball. I loved Lucy show when I was growing up. And she said, I was, um, she goes, you know me as a healer, I came back to spread love and, and laughter, laughter, through my healing is laughter. So that was really interesting. I've had a lot of people come through to me. Princess Diana's come through me. Um, again, none, none of this was made, well, none of this was made public, but she came through to me to a friend of hers, and she said I was given the opportunity to stay, but I knew I could help my boys from where I was. Um, Edgar Casey's come through me. Um, uh, a couple of times he came through me, and he brought me a, a jacket, a white jacket, and he said, Dr. Van Praag. And I said, Why do you call me doctor? And he said, Because you've helped to heal many hearts, so we call you doctor. So that was very interesting. Anyone give me a remedy for my arthritic knee, which I actually worked, which was really interesting. Ben Franklin's come through to me, John Kennedy's come through to me. Um, who else has come through? Oh, the other night we were working in Phoenix, and Pope John Paul came through with his name Carl. A Polish relative was in the audience, um, and he came through, and that was really interesting. I was working on another medium. And she made contact, and I kept on saying, the red shoes, the red shoes, it was just so weird. He came through, Pope John Paul, and it was pretty amazing. I was just blown away. And the next contact she made was a pig. So I'm like, Pope and a pig. But if anyone's watching me, this is what he's <laughs> like. You know, you know who's going to come through? We're all the same. Um, who else has come through? Um, uh, Abraham Lincoln's come through me. Um, Winston Churchill's Comes through once. Um, gosh, who else? I could think of. But, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot more of it. never made them public per se. I haven't, still haven't done that. I've, um, who else has come through? Um, oh, I know. Marilyn Rose comes through me. She came through me and um, I wrote a book. I was writing, this girl was writing books. Uh, least Strasberg's daughter, Susan Straussburg, back many, in the 80s. Um, and she came through and I said, "There's a lady named Norma here. And she goes, yes, I know Norma. She was my roommate. And said, she's like, yeah. She goes, yes, her name is Norma Rice. Oh, is this Marilyn? She goes, yes. And she said, um, and the only thing she said, as no, no, normal or Marilyn came through to say was, I wish the public would pay homage to themselves instead of to me. That's all she said. Oh. And that was fascinating. It just shows you that which is the same, but it's those it's those personalities, it's what the humans place on them. They make them stars, they make them bigger than their lives, they make them you know. Oscar Wilde comes through a, a good friend of mine who's a medium and Oscar Ross greatly comes through. He goes, in your world, it's, 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 um, it's sinful to be normal, but in our world, it's normal to be sinful. <laughs> it's, it's just so perfect, you know. But we, we, we place a lot of stuff on those, those souls. And when they pass over, they... Oh, there's another one for you. Elvis Presley's come through. Elvis Presley came through a lady who dated him once. And I met actually, several ladies who dated him once and met already. And he said, I went to a level that I didn't feel I deserved but because of all the prayers and thoughts from the people on the earth that pushed me to a higher realm than I really thought I deserved on my own. That was really interesting
0: too, I thought. Yeah, that's
1: right. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, One thing I've noticed, um, James, from just very briefly really having a look at some of your your videos and um, images of you, you have a ring on your right hand. It's got a large square stone in it. Yes, a sense that there's meaning. There's, there's a lot
2: of meaning behind that ring. I'm just wondering whether you would. Yeah, I, I don't have it on me now. I, I usually only wear that when I'm teaching. i um, spirit gave me that in a vision, and it's a cobalt blue ring. And I forget where they gave me it. It, was, it wasn't. It was not in the United States. It was somewhere else. And they said this is for you because um um to initiate you, and to bring forth the expression um, teaching expression. It's a Photoshop or the blue. And they said this is going to help you with teaching, with expressing the, the work. I said okay. So whenever I teach, I usually feel very very comfortable wearing that it. It's a blue ring, yeah, blue cobalt blue ring on my right finger. It's very very true, very very observant of you. And, yeah, uh, well, I, I saw it, and I and I knew I had to ask about it, and I was
1: just I don't care that it's that it's not, important, and I needed to speak about
2: it. Yeah, I don't wear it when I'm working. When I'm not working, I don't wear it because it's a different vibration. I guess a different energy. But I know. It's almost like every demo I have, I have to have it on, I don't know, it's become that, I don't know, maybe
0: it's a doorway in. That's just
1: interesting the way, I mean, I think so, and sometimes these things do come to us in that way, so straight away I, I was taken straight to the ring, um, and I wouldn't normally comment on a, a jewellery that somebody may be wearing, but... A lot of people do you, like,
2: comment on, which is really interesting.
1: You it it's important. James, it's been a pleasure.
2: Oh, thank you very much, Julie. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Really appreciate having having me
1: on. For those those people who have been listening for the past hour, we have heard not only a little bit about who James is and about how busy he is and how he's dedicated his life to Spirit, but it's about his, his values and how he doesn't deviate from them. And I think that for those of us who are either developing mediums or who are out there working with Spirit already, um, have a look at James's site. Um, it's, just, um, it's just filled with, with so much information. Um, just type in James Van Praag. It'll all come up. His website will come up, Twitter, etc. And it will show you all the videos, all the courses he does, um, how you can develop your skills in, in a way that is true to spirit. And I think that's, that is probably the most important message tonight that we've heard is, is just being true to spirit and respecting spirit and not expecting um, everybody to understand that and everybody to, to, be, to believe in, in what we believe in. We've heard about how those kind of ethical standards that, that James continues to hold dear um, has really supported him through the 30-plus years. So I'm, I'm being very kind here, just going 30-plus things. 30-plus <laughs> <laughs> years. <laughs> um, that he's been working. Um, we've we've touched upon some of the things like you know, when people talk about feathers appearing in front of you, um, pennies, robins. We've talked about going to the right person, people that are recommended because of their um, their, their skills, because of the development, because they've taken time to listen and develop their working with spirit, because they they do have a set of values that mean they will help you in any way they can rather than take your cash and give you a cold reading, which we all know that people can do. And we've learned about um, um, how important it is to meditate. We've heard a little bit about um, the fun that James has in terms of his reading some of those, those people that come through, how he manages all of that. Um, and I just want to... Uh, reference some of the many books that james has written so james what's your what's the book you are most proud
2: of that's very hard to say because they're all my children but the most recent one i just finished which came out last week is called the power of love and i wrote that i'd say it took 35 years to write the power of love because as you know it's the bonds of love that we create on the earth that really the way that spirit comes through the living now it's the, the loving energy they come through with and the book is all about the, the, that energy, the, that power that the spirit people use to come through to their loved ones. So it's called the power of love, connecting to the oneness, which we're all connected to that
3: oneness. So that's what the book is. I think
1: for anybody, have a look at the website, have a look on Amazon and buy the book, and um, you know just keep following James because he's absolutely full to spirit. He's a good fun. Can't wait to have him back on the show. It's been a, it's been amazing, um, on and off air. And
0: uh, James, all the best, and, and hope we just continue to keep hearing from you. To find out more about our show, guests, or listen to a previous show, visit our website at www.somethingweirdmedia.com.
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
2: Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You've
3: been listening to the House
1: of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts,